0: Good morning, students, and welcome back to another episode of Armor Class. My name is Derek, and I will be your headmaster. Last week, you met Eliana Vixen in Armor Class Legacy, and this week, you'll be meeting Renduin Locke, son of a Jeff Bezos type, rich boy, half elf, angsty teen. But before we get into the episode, a couple announcements. This episode was recorded at the same time as Eliana's episode, and therefore has a lot of the same artifacts and background noise. I tried to cut out as much as possible, but again, some of that does stay in there for content reasons. I do apologize in advance and hope to not have the issue again in the future. A couple of our listeners and fans of the podcast have suggested that we plug our Patreon in the intro instead of the outro. So if you're enjoying the podcast, consider checking out our Patreon for just $5 a month You get official episode releases seven days before they go public. You get exclusive access to unedited versions of the episodes, starting with episode five, as well as exclusive Patreon-only episodes and bonus content. You'll have exclusive access to the private members only channels on our discord and you'll be invited to participate in any live event that we hold. For $10 a month you'll have access to all armor class resource materials. So if you run your own game or play D&D and would like to run your own armor class campaign or if you would just like to follow along with the podcast and view the character sheets of the characters that you're hearing about in the episode. You will have access to every bit of the resource materials that we've made for armor class school of martial and magical arts and if you're really interested in following along for $15 a month we offer all of that and a personal shout out on every episode of the podcast so that's our patreon and if you're interested in participating the link is available in our link tree don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your podcasting platform of choice and give us a follow on tiktok and instagram now that's it for today's announcement, so please turn in your books to Introduction 4. Without further ado, we will get into the episode. We hope you enjoy.
1: We're on a journey to discover what we're made of In a world that we don't know Humble beginnings to the grandest of adventures to show is calling
0: So for today's episode, we are here with Emily and Colin, uh, and uh, we have the rest of our cast and friends of the podcast here in the studio with us sitting in, uh, but we've got Emily and Colin on the microphones. We just completed uh, Emily's solo episode for Eliana, and mm-hmm. now we are getting into Renduin's episode. The Renduin Lock Hour. The Renduin Lock Hour. Renduin Lock Hour. <coughs> yeah, you are. All can. right. So, Emily, can you go ahead and introduce us to you and your character?
2: My name is Emily, and my character is Eliana Vixen.
0: Fantastic. You well, know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you just heard her her episode last time. And today we are focusing on Colin. Can you introduce can you introduce us to you and your character today? Hello. I'm Colin and I play Renduin Lock.
2: All right. Can you tell us a little bit about Renu Uh, sure. Uh, he is a half elf, uh, son of a, uh, sort of like a Jeff son Bezos, of a son of a bitch. <laughs> no, he's sort of a, uh, son of a Jeff Bezos type, uh, trading mogul. Um, very, very new money, wealthy. So he's very cut off from the, the real world. Uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a spoiled rich kid.
0: Uh, with a butler and Mr. Pimbleton, who we'll meet. Mr. Pimbleton. Great. Um, all right, fantastic. So, Renduin, as the sun streams through your golden curtains um, stretching across your floor, you open your eyes to your large four-poster bed with drapings going across the top and intricate carvings. Uh, you see the dark teal walls of your room and the accentuated, accentuated decor and molding across your ceiling. Mm. You feel safe. You feel comfortable. You feel sad. Another day. Another day. Another day in Lock Manor. Yeah. What are you going to do? How are you going to start your day? How are you, You're there in the morning. You don't have anywhere to be. No. I guess I roll out of bed,
2: stretch a little bit, and I walk over to the window. As your
0: footsteps make slight noises uh, and little paddings, as you make your way to the window, you hear a knock at your door. Master Rin. Come in. (laughs) And uh, opening the door, stretching in some light from the hallway, um, you see your butler, Mr. Pimbleton, walking in. He said, Good morning, Master Wren. Good morning, How Mr. Timbleton.
2: I slept. And uh Ren just kind of looks out on the uh the what he sees out the window.
0: Okay, so what you see out the window, you see um I imagine your room faces the front uh the front gardens sure. of your home. Um and you know the back is uh opens out onto a big forest. But as you look out, you see a path that walks up to the front door. You see statues and fountains um, and a big, like, hedgerow that marks the end of your gardens. You see, uh, like, a guard tower that uh, is attached to, like, a small wall. You see one in each of the two front corners um, that maintain the security perimeter for your manor. Um, you see some staff walking around some people in like light armor. And so, yeah, you see staff about and, uh, roll, roll me a quick perception check. Just like a natural roll. 19. 19. All right. Uh, as you look out, uh, over in Eagle topiary, <laughs> you see a... Tan like just a it's a little tanned triangle. And you just notice it. You're like, huh. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Weird. That's it. That's all it was. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, something new in the monotony. Hmm. That's what it is. Weird. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh okay, so uh you're so Mr Mr. Pimbleton's like, What can I get you for a breakfast today, Master Rin? Um or would you prefer a bath? Would you like me to bathe you? No, <laughs> I don't need you to bathe me.
2: I, I yeah. appreciate it, Mister Pimbleton. Yeah. Um of course. How of course, about Master Wren. Uh, just the usual, I guess. Cup of coffee, maybe a croissant. I'll uh, I'll get changed and I'll meet you in the kitchen.
0: Okay. Sounds good, Mr. Ridden. And he you. he as you look out the window and as he's been having this conversation with you, he's laid out your clothes. Um, um you don't even know where your dresser is or where your clothes are stored, but he's laid them out for you on your bed. Perfect. Um Mr. Pimbleton, have
2: have you spoken to father today?
0: Uh he is he appears to be away from the estate today.
2: As usual. Okay. Uh,
0: I appreciate it. Of course, of course, sir. And then he he leaves. He he bows low. He's like, anything else? No. I no. will see you downstairs then. I yeah. Thank you. And he shuts the door and
2: he walks out. <sighs> Ren uh just kind of sweeps his feet on the floor and uh goes over and, and and gets dressed and takes one last look at the uh front yard before he kind of closes his his curtains completely. And uh goes to the kitchen.
0: All right. So uh are you going are you going to the kitchen or are you going to like the dining area? The dining area. Okay. Um so Mr. Pimbleton knew, knew he was like, Well, why would you go to the kitchen? Yeah, like my bad. <laughs> you wouldn't go to the kitchen. Um uh, you probably I who knows if you could even find the kitchen. You no. you probably haven't been there. No, never. Honest to God. It's a, it's like a staff place. That's where yeah. the staff is. So you reach the dining room and your the the table there is like inlaid with gold it's extremely ornate it's got uh like it's very carved and intricate um and it seats like 50 people it's massive mm. yeah very long in this long dining room area um with lots of lots of chairs um all of which are like tightly pushed into it except uh one that's not at the head of the table. Um uh, it's about three or four seats down uh on one side. Uh but this is your seat. Mm. Yeah. This has always been your seat. Whenever there's entertaining you don't necessarily there there's a you're close to where your dad who sits at the head of the table and your mom who sits at his left hand side you're just, but you're a couple seats down from them. Yeah. The closer seats are, uh, at their gatherings mm. are, they use as like a political kind of buttering. This closer they sit to them, the more will people sit to them, the more willing they are to, uh, they feel, they feel favorited. Okay. So unfortunately that means you get, you're close, but you're, you get shafted down a little bit. Right. So, um, this is your seat and you take your seat, massive chandelier above the table, artwork scattered all over the walls, massive mirrors from about or, I'm sorry, not mirrors, windows from about ten feet up to like twenty feet up, they're like ten foot windows. Um, and then there's beautiful like half wall adornments on the wall and there's a big hearth place, um a fireplace at the At the end. That sits behind where your father would sit. Okay. So uh, your your normal, you mentioned a coffee and croissant. Yeah. But what's brought to you is a full breakfast. There is a coffee and croissant, but these are just sides to what you get. Yeah. And this is your usual. (laughs) There's eggs. There's bacon. There's sausages. There's pancakes. There's uh like grits, sausage gravy it's a, it's a full thing, it's a full breakfast, yeah, I mean, this is probably boring, for classic you. Mr. Pimbleton, yeah, mm. Ren just
2: sits down and and kind of overlooks all of it, and uh, maybe sips his coffee it's probably a little too warm for him, so he sets it back down and lets out a big a big groan and begins to begin to lightly peck. Yeah. At the food, not really enjoying any of it. Little pieces.
0: Yeah. Um, Mr. Pimblepin Pimblepin. Pimblepin. <laughs> Mr. Pimbleton steps just he's just like off your over your shoulder, mm-hmm. just standing there. Yeah. He's just waiting to see if you need anything. Just drowning in monotony for you.
2: Yeah. Um Ren stands up and kind of adjusts his shirt and is like, I think I think I'm gonna go to the study. Mr Pimbleton um I'll you know I'll you, I'll find you if I need anything I'll I'll ring the bell or something but I think I just need some time to
0: breathe Yeah <laughs> he <He'll excuse> you <laughs> up Yeah uh so he says Very well master Wren Ren
2: picks up the coffee cup and, and the takes the
0: croissant <laughs> and walks to the study Uh, And then the second, like, you're, like, crossing the threshold of the door into the dining room and back out into, like, your big grand entryway, um, you see Mr. Pimbleton, like, he had stayed there as you exited in his position. And then then he quickly grabs everything off the table and sweeps it off into the kitchen uh, out of sight as you make your way to your study slash library here in your manor. Nice efficient as he should be <laughs> mark of a good butler <sighs> yes yeah all right so you have you come out into the grand entryway and you see your big staircase that uh that ascends to a balcony um that that balcony is lined with doors um just above you you're in another like it's got a, like a 25 foot ceiling in here. Um or like 30 foot, whatever, accommodates two stories. Yeah, <laughs> damn. And so you walk up the stairs and you're familiar with your study. You spend a lot of time there because mm-hmm. you enjoy the company of books because yeah. it's some of the only company that you have here. And you um, enter the study and you are greeted with a familiar smell that is the only place in here that makes you feel like you're home. mm. Uh, Ren closes the door
2: behind him and and locks it. You Ren to unlock it? I Ren to unlock that door.
3: (laughs) You know, a lot of people ask me, hey, Garmalaxion, master of the arcane, what is the hardest part about being the most badass and handsome wizard in all the nine realms? Well, I'll level with you. It's the legs. I spend all this time and all my components casting wicked sick spells at some fools, and their stupid little legs hop right out of the way of my lightning or some shit, and it really tussles my toadstools, you know? But luckily for you, if you're a sick magic-slingin' hunk like me, I've found the answer for our conundrums. I've ordered some lovely prints from com and adorned my walls and all of my lair with some of the most breathtaking prints of hand-painted work from one of the most renowned artists in all the land. And now these silly scrubs are so busy gawking at this luxurious, high-quality one-of-a-kind finished pieces of quality art they don't even notice when I slither my little body behind them and blast them into the worm dimension. Now, you may be thinking, but I don't need any art for my walls. And I say, you fool! Not only does Oakenthornartistry.com have wonderful framed canvases, or poster style prints. They also have high quality enamel mugs for you to sip your devious potions from. Exquisite. So, if you're a US-based trickster looking to stop adventurers in their tracks, with some amazing looking art on your boring dinky walls or maybe a mug to get for that special sorcerer down at the local tavern wink wonk then click the link in the description and discover magic in art at Oakenthorn Artistry that's all
1: uh,
2: fantastic <laughs> Yeah, just like bolting his <laughs> <and> shut. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he just lets out a sigh of relief and uh, looks over all the all the shelves. And uh, I would assume his father has like a desk here. Yeah, yeah. Like there's he, definitely
0: a desk. There's places to study. And yeah, he definitely goes
2: over to like his father's desk and like sits at it. Yeah. And just kind of thinks for a minute about. He's just like, man. I got to get out of here. I can't do this anymore. I don't... I don't even feel like I belong here. I mean, the only person here to even talk to or spend time with isn't even my family. He's like a hired hand. I mean, I'm, I'm just... I don't fit in here. Maybe I won't fit in out there either, but at least it's worth a shot. And I Big start
0: feelings here with Rendwin. I just
2: start kinda of pouring through the desk and see if there's any kind of like clues as to where my father's like business trips are leading him, like where he keeps going all this time.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you find like a ledger of um the places that he's attended, the meetings that he's been to, the people he's met with. Um uh, and, you know, it's, it kind of shows all over the place. You know, he's just, he's been, you get little remarks of reasons why, like he's been setting up, uh, new warehouses. He's been employing, uh, or like sur- hiring new trade systems, uh, to fill in gaps in his, in his, uh, in his network. And so he's just been. Out there handling it and, you know, trying to find more people that he can trust to help build the wealth that you guys have already accumulated. He has um, met with political figures, attended parties, um, everything to, you know, this, you know, this of your dad, everything to him is something of a game. Yeah. He approaches every situation and every interaction with an air of pursuing the win means to an end yeah Mm. exactly so um it makes it very hard to be his child to constantly feel like no matter what whether you need him whether you need his advice whether you just want to be near him it's always a contest for him even with you damn yeah he's hungry for success yeah. and it sometimes it feels like you know you know somewhere he loves you and you know that he's t- yeah you're you're set up you'll always be taken care of right um but not in the way of familial connection yeah it's, it's you're kind of at a point in your life where you're coming to terms with that mm. damn
2: <laughs> shit
0: so you're you're you've seen you're seeing where he he is, where he's going. Um, you know that uh, this morning, early this morning, he uh, set out with your your estate's um, travel uh, employees, whoever you guys employ, to get him to go from one place to another. Right. Um, they sell set out on a with a destination of one of the it's it's a coastal city and it's a bigger city, uh, here in this realm, uh, where he travels to pretty often because he's got lots of business there and lots of connections with, uh, the leadership and, uh, the infrastructure. Okay. And you know that it's, it's very rare that you're invited on these things. Right. Yeah. No,
2: I, I stay at the manor where I belong Ren just kind of, he puts the ledger back and tries to make it look like he wasn't, you know, ever at the desk. He doesn't want his father to know. And he starts looking through the books on the shelves um, for anything interesting. He's probably read these books, like, a bunch of times. Yeah,
0: most of these books are, like, uh, uh, among the, like, mahogany-colored shelves. Um are like recounts of business successes and success in battle and they're like they're like coaching books on like the art of the art of the win so to speak uh and so all of this stuff is you're you're very familiar with you somewhere in inside you you know that if you employed the same things that you would be successful but you have grown over the years to be detestful of this kind of behavior, yeah. though you know you don't necessarily lack self confidence. You don't have a supreme confidence in like familial worth, and right. but you know like this kind of behavior is is not something you really agree with. No, it's. I feel like
2: it's very selfish overall. I feel like I know that he's made a lot of success, and, and that I'm very thankful for it but it's put a lot of people out to do so and i feel like if you can you should be helping people and not constantly out for yourself and focusing on more important things
0: yeah but so as you sit here in your revelries and trying to come to terms with these feelings roll a d20 ooh the second roll a 16 this time my lord a 16 all right, great. Uh so what that means is that you have to roll a d4. A d4? Yep. Okay. A 2. All right. So roll another d4. Okay. Another d4. Another d4. That's another 2. All right. Fantastic. Double 2s. Um so as you are stand standing looking at the books in your in the study of your manner a you hear uh, a gong it's kind of kind of dissonant um but this is your doorbell uh so to speak and you hear the the somehow in this room in this massive uh this massive manner you hear the hurried footsteps the shuffling of mr pimbleton as he uh, scurries across the um, main entryway toward the door, uh, and it opens. And you feel curious because you don't get a lot of visitors here. Yeah. I definitely go see what's going on. All right, so you walk out the door, and you're standing on the balcony looking looking down into the entryway. And uh, he opens the door, and you see a very short little gnome and you've read about gnomes um but you don't you've never seen one so you uh you i don't I don't know maybe you've seen gnomes maybe you you they probably come to your parties maybe business yeah you have probably seen a gnome so this a is a rock gnome, or gnome too and uh this little rock gnome uh stands there and Mr. Pemberton goes how may I help you and the little gnome goes uh yes, I'm looking for a Renduin lock. <laughs> and mister Pimbleton goes, Oh, what is this regarding? And the gnome says, I have a message to deliver. I I start going down to the door. Okay, and uh mister Pimbleton goes to shut the door and he says, I'm very sorry, but the manor is under orders for no visitors. Mr. While the while the master is away.
2: Mr. Pimbleton.
0: Like <laughs> yelling from the hallway. And, and then he just he shuts the door on the visitor and he turns to do, turns to you and he says Yes, Mr. Wren. Oh
2: open the door. Come on, I heard that. It's for me. I don't ever get anything around here. Open the damn door, Mr. Pimbleton.
0: Master Wren, I assure you I would if I could, but I am under orders that no visitors are allowed at the manor while your father is away.
2: I I shove him out of the way. I shove the Mr. Pimbleton? I don't shove him like to the ground or anything, but I I I put some some shoulder into it and I get him out of the way and I open the door. And I say, I'm sick of you and my father. Trying to dictate what I can do,
0: oh my God, I'm sorry,
2: awesome. Mr. Pimbleton, but i it, he's not even here, he's not even here. Well,
0: that there... is why I have those orders, Master Rin. but what's the point
2: of keeping me locked in here to do nothing
0: you could you could go into the grounds.
2: I open the door. <laughs>
0: Okay so answer, you open the door and uh as you open it and stand in the threshold you see um four people walking back down the path and uh and they the the one that was at the door speaking to Mr. Pimbleton is like well what am i supposed to do now
1: right. I I was
0: i don't know how am i supposed to do this if i can't i, I don't know what i'm supposed to do and the one of the okay. One of the people that he's traveling with is like, well, we'll just have to try again and we'll keep trying. But there's only we have to get this done. It's you. That's what you have to do. And he was like, well, how am I supposed to do it if I can't even get in?
2: Rendwin comes. Why would they with, send me here? Rendwin comes running down the path like he's probably barefoot, too, because he just spends all his time in the house. OK, so he just comes running down the path towards the uh towards the guys walking away and he's like, wait, wait, please, wait. And please they all stop. turn around. It's me. I'm I'm Renduin Locke. That's me. I'm sorry. My butler has some real
0: issues. As but... you as you approach and them not knowing who you are, um you see uh one of them who is uh who this half elf um, slightly taller, slightly older than you are, um, pull a dagger and like hold it at arms at arms length, Ooh. uh in between you Ooh. and their group. Renduin and... throws his arms up. <laughs> and this person says, You're Renduin Locke. Yes, I that's me.
2: I, did, I, I, I heard from the balcony, you said you had a message. My my father is supposedly keeping me on lockdown for what seems like eternity, but whatever it is
0: that you have for me, I would very much like to hear it she She eyes you up and down and gives you this like real skeptical look and like really kind of like taking stock of you is she hot yeah, she's attractive i mean <laughs> yeah yeah she's a she's a half elf she's tall she's uh built she carries a bow on her back, she's got flowing flowing robes of like a forest green um, with Ooh. gold accents um, she's got some like padded armor here and there but it's not like a full set or anything uh, and she just like she gives you kind of a uh, a distasteful look yeah Renduin is avoiding eye contact like it's yeah. poison she she has she has taken stock of you and she's not impressed yeah <laughs> so uh, she lowers her dagger and puts it away, and she says, very, "Very well," and she steps behind the the gnome that was at the door. Uh, and he comes up. He's like, "I have something for you." Ren puts his arms down. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, it what, is safe. What What is it? Uh, he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a thick, um, parchment paper letter and hands it to you. You see it's got your name on it and a wax seal. Uh, one that you're familiar with from some of your books that you've read. And he says, this is an invitation to attend armor class in the fall. What? Like armor class? Yes. That, that exists? Yes. Yeah. It's it's very well known. Yeah. it's It's pretty renowned. I thought.
2: I mean, I, I've only seen it in books. I didn't know that that was that was. Yeah, real.
0: it's it's real, and you are invited to attend. How did how did you guys find find me? Uh, I cannot give you those details. That's part of my assignment. Oh, um, I, I'm
2: sorry. This is just very. This is very sudden.
0: Yes, you. I have been instructed to deliver this letter to you in, in return with your answer.
2: R- Renduin takes the letter and looks, uh, looks back at his manner.
0: You now have an invitation to Armour Class School of Martial and Magical Arts. Ooh. He opens it. Okay, so you open it, you read it, and it says, um, Dear Renduin Locke, We are pleased to formally invite you to attend Armor Class School of Martial and Magical Arts. Find enclosed all the details necessary, when to arrive, and everything you'll need. We look forward to seeing you at the start of term. Oh. So are you coming or not? (laughs) Um, I... I don't... I... Yes? Very well. I will see you there. Goodbye. (laughs) Good, I... Goodbye. And they turn and they start walking away, but uh, the half elf continues to look at you and just like kind of sneers, like <laughs> like. And then as she's walking away, she's like, "The state of who they're bringing in."
1: <laughs> God, what is this? These days. They'll
0: accept anyone these days. I'm, I'm rich. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I have money.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs>
2: I have the money. Mm. No, Ren Ren just kind of looks just kind of shell-shocked and he looks back at his giant manor and, uh... Wow. I guess... I guess I'm getting the hell out of here. What the hell? Am I gonna tell my mom? Or my dad? Or that fucking butler? And He starts walking back to the manor. He tucks the... The letter ended, like, into a pocket. You know, he kind of tries to hide it a little bit as he's walking back to the, the door. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Colin Payne. Though you may know me better as Ren here on Armor Class, I've interrupted this fine broadcast to post you a question. What is the sweetest sound in the world? Close your eyes and really try to imagine it. Maybe it's the breeze on the ocean. Or a beautiful symphony. Perhaps even the voice of someone you hold very close to your heart. Touching, isn't it? Mmm, it is not it Mm, its But it's wrong. Incorrect. Whatever you just thought of, it's not it, chief. But don't you worry, my dear viewer, because I am here to tell you exactly what the sweetest sound in the world actually is. And that sound, my friends, is uncommon nonsense. The new comedy podcast hosted by yours truly, with conversations so soothingly chill and bits so blisteringly hot, it'll have you entranced by the quality banter between a charismatic host and energetic interesting guest while it burns your feeble flesh down to the bone. The Funny Bone. So if you like the sounds you're hearing and you're sick of podcasts taking themselves too seriously, then Uncommon Nonsense with Colin Payne is the show for you. Trust me, I don't take anything too seriously. Not even this. The entire time I've been recording this ad, I've been playing a janky recreation of Flappy Bird. You guys remember that? The iPhone game? Taken off the App Store? Anyway, get your funky junk over to youtube.com slash UncommonColinYT and subscribe. Or give us a listen on Spotify by searching Uncommon Consense with Colin Payne. Or clicking the link in the description. We upload new episodes every other Thursday, so we'll catch you then. Now back to Not This Ad.
0: So as you as you walk back up the stairs leading up to your front door Mr. Pimbleton is is there with a like frantic somewhat a little panicked a little frustrated look on his face. He's like Master Ren that was incredibly risky. Imagine what would your father say if he knew you were gallivanting around the garden with flagrance like that.
2: I don't know, but it would probably be some fucking bullshit about needing to run the company and having bigger important dreams than than whatever the hell I want to do, Mr. Pimbleton.
0: But your father has worked very hard to build a life for you.
2: Yeah. And and so what? I mean, he's worked extremely hard to build a life that he's not in. He's not here. You can you can say that he did whatever the hell you want to and I can I I just force it, but he's not here. Do you understand what that does to me, Mr. Pimbleton? All I have is you. And that's not as bad as it could be, but it's not the same. And I need to find where I really belong. And it's not here, Mr. Pimbleton. I'm sorry. Mic drop. (laughs) You're not my dad, Mr. Pimbleton. He's gone. (laughs)
0: He gives you this very like <laughs> short, like sorry. terse look, right? And he uh, he says, "All the same, Master Rin, we should go back inside." I'm sorry, I, we should. So man, he goes inside, yeah. So and this 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 he works for your family, but like he 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 loves you. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh this yeah. Man loves you. This like, is my
2: the closest thing I have to a father figure. Yeah.
0: So, all right, so you go back inside, and uh, he shuts the door behind you, and he kind of just goes off. He's a little frustrated with the situation mm-hmm. as well. He's, not only not only does he love you and you guys just got into an argument, but, like, you know, he's just trying to do his job as well. Like, yeah. you know, he, he has to follow the orders. Right. And so he kind of leaves you to uh, your devices for now. So what are you going to do? God damn it. Um
2: do I know if my mother is here? Uh she usually travels with your dad. So they're both gone. Mhm. And I if I go to armor class, I have to leave like now.
0: You don't have to leave now. You can leave now. It is also a, a bit of a ways away from where you're at. I go
2: to my room. Okay. And I begin to do Something I've never done before. You fappin'? No. <laughs> I'm frustratedly jerking off. No. I go to my room and okay. I start. I get my own clothes.
0: Okay, you, so you like search your room for where your clothes are stored? Yeah. Okay.
2: I gather my own thing. Yep. Into a bag. Okay. And I uh, I leave it nicely kind of situated on my bed. Yeah. And then I, uh, I go back down. I I I want to go to, like, where the majority of like my father actually does business. Like when he's here. Okay. Yeah, you know he's I mean? in a. His, he's got an office. Yeah. It's it's pretty office. close to the study. I want to go to his office.
0: Okay. As you walk into his office, you're you haven't been here a lot, but you're in this familiar place. You do sometimes you come here when he's away to try to feel close to him or imagine what it's like to be someone who makes the choices that he does yeah just to try to understand him a little more
2: i look around does he have any
0: pictures of me anything there no there's not there's not really pictures in here there's a lot of like like trinkets and <laughs> yeah sixteen doctor doctorates he's got these are he's got memorabilia of his financial and success like conquests like remembrances of deals and um little like uh, things that were included in big business deals as like an a, a token of appreciation for for the contract
2: okay I have a
0: question yeah
2: as the dm will i need to keep this letter like with me when i go to armor class do i need to present it like no
0: okay no not necessarily no it doesn't say anything about needing the invitation to
2: attend and you were telling me that all he has framed in his fucking office are
0: accolades not even not even just framed as like trophies and little pieces does he have like framed I would assume he has always one framed like, uh, or something. Sure, yeah. There's a couple pictures, but it's all like him shaking hands with like influential people yeah. and like solidifying deals. So, Bren
2: goes to the main hall of the manor where I'm sure I've seen it a million times. There's the big painting of us three. Yes. That we got done. Of course. Um, Naturally. It's gigantic. And I take it down. And okay. I take it back to my father's office. Okay. I close the door and I
0: lock it behind me. I run to and lock it behind me. <laughs> All right, so you have locked the picture of your family into your father's office. Yes. Okay. I then take the picture. Oh, you're 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 in there with you yes. and it's locked. Okay, yeah. you take the picture.
2: And I rip it. I rip my face out of the picture. Okay. And I put it in the framed, like in his office, like on one of the framed pictures of yeah. him shaking. I just slap it on there, and I like mush it into the frame so it's like stuck on there. Yeah. And then I take my letter, my my acceptance letter. Yeah. And I put it. Next to the picture on his desk. Okay. And I leave them on his desk and I take the painting back. I put it back in its frame and I take it and I put it back on the wall. Okay. And I go and I get my stuff and I sling my backpack over my shoulder
0: and I say, Mr. Pimbleton. And you hear Scurry and are you meeting him in like in the entryway? Yeah. Okay. So you hear Scurry come back from the, from like the kitchen area, the staff area, and he says, he looks at you and he's kind of confused. He's kind of like concerned. He sees your backpack. Yeah. He's like, "Yes,
1: Misterin."
2: I wanted to tell you before I leave that no matter how angry I am. At my, fa- at my my real parents for basically abandoning me in a gigantic wooden prison of a manor. You've done your best, and you were always there as much as you could be. And I do love you, and I will be back. And this isn't goodbye forever, Mr. Pimbleton, and I'm sorry for what I said. But just know that I have to find my own path. And when I do, I will come back. And I give him a, a real big hug, which is very rare. Renewin does not touch people like ever. So I give him okay. like, a huge hug.
0: He hugs you back. He's very hesitant in this situation because he has no idea what he's going to do or what he's going to say. And he knows that he knows that there's gonna be hell to pay for this, but he says, "I have always wanted you to be happy, Master Wren. I know, and he just says, he says, Be safe, and he turns and walks away i will he's not he's not gonna watch you leave he's not <laughs> to yeah. protect himself and and he's going to pretend this conversation never happened. Understandable. Yeah.
2: Completely intended.
0: So you are alone in your entryway.
2: I turn and, and gaze at my manor one last time. And I think about what if I never come back? You know?
0: What, yeah. What if, what if, if never this do? is
2: really it? And I close the door and I go back to the forest uh towards the the forest uh towards the garden and okay. i just want to Because that's so where i spend around. a lot of my time i'm to yeah. do one final round around the the grounds to really soak it all in before before I go. you head back
0: out to the road yeah okay so you see the woods that you're familiar with uh you've run with you spent a lot of time in the woods with your mom when she's not traveling with your dad right um and she's taught you things about the trees and the plants and the wildlife uh and it's some of the only like hands-on knowledge you you do have a decent relationship with your mom but she prioritizes um the ventures of your father um as his wife so uh but when they're home she you the memories you have of spending time with your family is mostly with her right and so you do spend time in the woods and she teaches you about her childhood and um in the ways of the Wood Elves, uh, and you reminisce on these moments before making your way back around the manor to the front garden. Okay. All right. Do you have anything, any any thoughts you want to add in this sentimental moment?
2: I just... Renuin's just thinking, you know, he knows that his parents will probably be upset, uh, but especially his mom will probably be upset uh, more so than his dad but he just hopes that they understand his decision
0: and uh he continues to to make his way all right so as you make your way back around to the front of the manor and you walk down the main path um the you you have to be you know you have to be a little sneaky because you don't want the guards to see you. Right. Yeah. Um. But you're familiar enough with the grounds that you can easily like dive into the blind spots and make your way around so that no other staff sees you. Right. Um. But as you make it through and you are rounding the corner uh, in the shadow of the wall, you are dodging behind uh, topiaries and hedgerows, mm-hmm. and you stop for a moment as you hear somebody walking like on top of the wall uh, above you. You don't want to make noise. Right. And you you look at the you look at the road in front of you and you're like, I don't even know where to go. Yeah, I I don't I don't even know what to do now. I don't I've
2: never been this far out of the manor.
0: Yeah, the the only the only thing is you're like the only thing you know is that you just have to get away you can't get caught. Yeah. You just have to get away from here, but you're like I don't I don't even know what's next. So you keep going, and then as you reach the corner of the wall, you make it around the last eagle-shaped topiary. You move around it, and you trip on a, on a tent that was set up in the corner of your property. What the hell? And you hit the ground.
2: <laughs> what the hell? I get up and dust myself off. Yeah. Like, what the what the hell is this?
0: In the tent. As the tent falls in, you hear a voice. <laughs> popping out of the tent with a throwing
3: axe up. Uh, oh, hey, uh, what's up? Man, that was rough. Big fall? Yeah, I heard. You you, uh, you good? No, uh, yeah. It's like a handout to help this you This tent up. smells horrible. Oh, uh, what do you I, mean?
2: He takes your hand and gets up. Okay. <laughs> dusting
3: myself off
2: and I'm like what what the hell are you doing
3: out here oh I saw this majestic uh eagle bush and I thought man that's a powerful bush and I thought it'd be a good spot to make camp you know you're
2: on my property
3: right no I'm on the other side of the little wall thing that you got going well I'm pretty
2: sure we own like this whole this whole area oh. But I mean wait you own it yeah we bought Where's it. your tent? I don't see it. That, we, we don't have a tent. The big, the the whole thing is our house. It's a manor. That lock big manor. weird rock. You've never heard of the locks before. A oh, lock.
3: Uh, oh yeah, you put those on things that you don't want people to take.
0: Remember, you've never, you probably never seen a person that looks like this.
2: No, yeah, I'm bewildered by you. But what the hell? You're so thin. Are you okay? What? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> you're so weirdly jacked and also scary looking. Thank what you. are you? Oh, uh, you're cool. Thanks. Thanks. What What are you? Uh, Half-orc. Oh. Living a half-orc life. A half-orc. I didn't know those existed. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I read about them, but that was just another one of those things, you know?
0: it's surprising. Does Ren just think he's been reading fantasy this whole yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Ren and, Ren thinks that these are like he's long, been reading nonfiction, yeah. but he thinks, thinks he's been reading fantasy this whole time. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually like
3: only half grown, so I'm on half work. Oh, I'll be a full work sometime soon.
2: <laughs> oh, that's cool. I didn't know that's how it worked.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. That's sweet. cool. I'm gonna okay. fill I'm, out. I'm gonna fill out soon. Yeah.
2: Well, listen, I'm, I'm leaving. Um, this uh, place sucks uh, I just want to warn you it's not fun Um, if I were you I would leave too but I'm going uh, to go learn how to be an adventurer I'm going to go make something of myself
3: uh, uh, pulling out a tiny little book and a little tiny piece of paper from inside the book uh, you see some like pressed flowers kind of shift around he's like oh don't look at those <clears throat> you mean uh, this kind of crumpled up piece of paper you're going to the
0: party too the part you mean? You the see the, the you see the wax seal on the paper. Yeah,
3: it's kind of crumpled up, like it has right. like a little bite mark on it. Like he <laughs> maybe tried to <laughs> eat thought it. Thought it was, it was a cookie. <laughs> I, I
2: I don't. It's not a I, It's not. I don't think it's a party. It's a school.
3: No, they told me they came and they invited me.
2: Uh, yeah, they did. Th-
3: they did that to me too. Yeah, yeah. It seemed pretty cool. So you're going to the party too? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going. Sweet. Do you know how to get there? Uh. I kind of know the direction.
2: Well, that's more than I got, so uh, let's go quickly before these guards figure out that I'm not in there anymore. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, Bash starts packing up
3: all of his stuff, and he's like, okay, cool. So so what's your name? Oh, uh,
2: Bash. Oh, I'm, I'm Ren. Just Bash. Just Bash, huh? You don't have a last name? No, those are for wimps. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Ren.
0: Ren never mentions his last name again. (laughs) My name is Ren. Ren. Nice to meet you.
3: Dope. Nice to meet you. Knuckle bump. Got to.
0: Alright, and with that, our little buddy pair make their way out into the forest and on their way to Armor Class School of Martial and Magical
1: Arts. We're on a journey to discover what we're made of in a to show. The future is calling our names, and we will cross that horizon into brighter days. We will stand in the face of defeat, so we can rise up above love.
0: Ladies and gentlemen that once again brings us to the end of another episode of Armor Class. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. With the completion of Ren's episode that does bring us to an end of our introduction 4 episode series and next week we'll get to dive into these characters a little bit deeper as they travel from their hometowns to the city of Terenka, home of Armor Class School of Martial and Magical Arts. Don't forget to set your calendars to Thursdays at noon when we release the new episodes of the podcast. Subscribe and follow because you will not want to miss these episodes full of zany antics and wild adventure. And remember, if you're loving Armor Class and need that next episode right now, It is available on our Patreon, where we release the next episode seven days early. Check out our link tree for all of our social media and leave us a review. Thank you so much for tuning in to Armor Class. And with that being said, I have nothing left for you. Don't forget to do your homework and stay out of detention. See you next week.